Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. Today we will learn the Mem Tes Amur Aleph, and we begin with the Mishnah on the top of the Amur. Zok the Mishnah. Arba Osar Shachaliyos Peshavas. If the 14th day of Nisan falls out on Shabbos, this is the famous case of Erev Pesach Shechaliyos B'Shabbos, the day before Pesach is Shabbos. And usually on the day before Pesach, usually on Erev Pesach, we do Biur Chametz, we get rid of the Chametz, we burn the Chametz. The question is of this Mishnah, how do we handle Biur Chametz when Erev Pesach falls out on Shabbos? If the 14th day comes out on Shabbos, says the Mishnah, You get rid of everything. You destroy all the Chametz before Shabbos. Rashi adds, with the exception of the specific Chametz that you're planning to eat on Shabbos. These are the words of Reb Meir. The Chachamim say we get rid of the Chametz in its regular time. Obviously, we can't burn the Chametz on Shabbos, but we can give it to Klovim, we can give it to dogs or to Goyim. We can somehow get rid of the Chametz so that we don't own it by the time the Zman Iser arrives. So that's the Machloikis, Reb Meir and the Chachamim, Reb Elezabar Rebelezabar Tzadik has a hybrid compromise shita. Rebelezabar Tzadik Oimer Truma Milifnea Shabbos. Truma, which is much more limited in how to get rid of it, because you can't give it to non Kaihanim and you can't give it to the animals of Yisraelim and so on. So it's much more limited, so that you should get rid of before Shabbos. But v'chulen v'zmanon, but the regular food that's chulen you can get rid of on Shabbos. Zok the Gemara, the Gemara brings a ma'isa Tanya. We learned in a brayso. Rabbi Lezabar Tzadik Oimer, Rabbi Lezabar Tzadik says, Pam achas shavas abo biyavne. One time, my father spent Shabbos in Yavne, and that Shabbos was a very auspicious Shabbos. The 14th day of Nisan came out on Shabbos. And Zunin came. Zunin was a person. The appointed one of Rabbi Gamliel, I guess the Gabbai, the Shamish of Rabbi Gamliel. And he said, It is time to get rid of the Chomets. And I followed my father, and we destroyed the Chametz. Zok the Mishnah, let's move on to the next Mishnah. Someone is going, he's on the, he's on the journey to shecht his carbon Pesach. Vilamul as Benoi, or he's going to give his son a bris milah. Or he's going to eat the Suda, the Chasana Suda, in his father-in-law's house. So in other words, he's, he's on his way to be Mekayim a Mitzvah. Suddenly he remembers, I left Chametz in my house. 
says the Mishnah, If you're able to go back and actually physically get rid of the Chametz, and you'll still have time to go back to the Mitzvah, you should go back and you should get rid of the Chametz. But if you are do, will not have time to get back to the mitzvah, you cannot go back, destroy the chametz, and have time to get back to the mitzvah. So mevatloi beliba, you could be mevatel annul, nullify the chametz in his heart, and that's enough. And that's and 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 he could be soimach on that, and he doesn't have to go back to actually get rid of the chametz. That is when a person is going to do a mitzvah. Now, what happens if What happens if he's going for the purpose of saving Yiddish lives? He's going to save Yidin from from the, an attack of Nachrim of Goyim, or from an overflowing river, or from from thieves, robbers. from a fire, or from a fallen building. So then, Yevatel Baliba, he should just be Mevatel, even if he does have time to go back, he should not go back, he's going now to save Nefashos, and he should just be Mevatel V'chametz, and, and that's enough. However, there is a scenario where the trip that the person was making was not to save people, and was not to do a mitzvah, but was just for Divrei Rishos, says the Mishnah, if he was going to, let's say, set up an Eruv Tchumen, he was going because he wanted to set up an Eruv to, um, so that to extend the Tchum, as we know, a person on Shabbos is, is limited, that he can, he can only walk 2,000 Amos in every direction. But by putting food at the edge of the 2,000 Amas, he can extend another 2,000 Amas in that direction. And a person wants to do this not because he has a mitzvah that he needs to be Mekayim, and that's why he needs access to the 4,000 Amas in that direction, but rather because he wants to visit someone for Divrei Rishos. So in that case, Velizhba is Shvisa, so Rishos, to set up a Shvisa, which is like a resting place at the edge of the Tchum, for the purpose of Rishos, so then that you should not, uh, then you should abandon this project, this Divrei Rishos, and go get rid of your Chametz. Yachzor Miyad. Go back immediately and get rid of the Chametz. Now we switch, we pivot a little bit to the halacha of a similar halacha in a different tchum of halacha. And that is that we know that when a person brings a carbon in Yerushalayim by the Beis HaMikdash, he's not allowed to take that carbon, that meat of kachim. He's not allowed to remove it from Yerushalayim. What happens if a person by mistake, when he's traveling back from Yerushalayim, discovers that he has Bissar Kaidash, he has meat of Kadshim with him. Says the Mishnah, And similarly, someone who went out of Yerushalayim, Venizkar, and he remembered, Sheyesh Biyodoy Bissar Kaidash, he remembered that he has in his possession meat of Hektish. Im ovar tsoifim, if he already passed tsoifim, which means he already passed the place outside Yerushalayim 
from where you can see Yerushalayim. Rashi says it's a specific place. So then you are already too far to go back and you should burn it wherever it is that you remembered. But but if you didn't go that far, there is a mitzvah to burn it in the makayim of the kachim to go back. So if one is able to, if one is close enough that he didn't pass the place called Tzarfim yet, he should go back and burn it in front of the Beis HaMikdash. May Hama with the wood of the of the of the Beis Hamikdash. The Mishnah asks, how much meat or chametz is an appropriate amount to cause one to go back? Meaning, if I left chametz in my house, how much chametz demands that I go back? Or if I find that I have brought a carbon with me, how much meat demands that I go back to burn it by the by the Makkah Mikdash? The ad kamahain chayzrin, how much, until how much do you go back? Rameir Oimer Rameir says zeva zebikebeya, both by chametz and by the carbonoids, it's the size of an egg. Rabbi Yehuda Oimer, Rabbi Yehuda says zeva zebikezayas, that both by chametz and by carbonoids, it's the size of an olive. And the Chachamim say, By the Kodshim, then it's a Kezayis. But Chachamitz has to be larger in order to demand that you go back. And that's only if it's the size of an egg. We'll see more about this in the Gemara. So the Gemara want is going back now on the beginning of the Mishnah that described the mitzvahs that a person was doing, and if he was do, if he was on a trip to be makayim a mitzvah, so then he should only go back to destroy the chametz if he will be able to get back to the mitzvah on time. And in that list of mitzvahs was that he's going Le'echel Sudas Erosin Bebeis Chamov, he's going to eat his Chasana Suda in the house of his father-in-law. Later on in the Mishnah, we discussed the case that's not a mitzvah, that's if someone is going to be Sheves, a Shvisa of Rishos, where a person is setting up a home base um, 2,000 Amis outside the city to extend his reach in that direction, and that's a Rishos. So the Gemara asks a very powerful kasha veromin who we have a huge kasha from a brisa. The, the brisa groups together going to a chasana, not with a mitzvah. The brisa says, Someone who goes to eat his chasana suda in his father-in-law's house. Or he's going to set up a shvisa, he's going to make a home base. That's a rishos for the purpose of rishos, just for his own whim, that he wants to visit someone on Shabbos. So these are both, according to this brisa, in yonim of rishos, Yachzer Miyat, he should go back immediately to destroy his chametz. So we see in this brisa going to the, to, for a person to attend his chasana is not considered a mitzvah. And therefore, if he remembered while he's on the way to his chasana that he didn't get rid of his chametz, he should stop what he's doing and get rid of his chametz. But in our Mishnah, eating a chasana was considered a mitzvah. 
Omar Rabbi Yochanan loy kasha. Rabbi Yochanan said it's not a kasha. Ha Rabbi Yehuda, ha Rabbi Yosi. Because there's a machloikis Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yosi. How to relate to a seuda of a chasana. And this b'risa and mishnah are totally in that machloikis. What's the machloikis Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yosi? Detanya as we learned in a b'risa. Seudas erusin rishos. A seudas erusin, a seuda by a kedushin, when a person is mekadesh and isha, when he marries an isha, that's a rishos, that's not a mitzvah. You don't have to do it, you want to do it. Divrei Rabbi Yehuda, that's what Rabbi Yehuda holds. Rabbi Yaisi, Oimer Mitzvah, Rabbi Yaisi says the person is being Mekayim, a mitzvah by getting married. So the Seudas Erisin is a mitzvah. So in our Mishnah will be going like Rabbi Yaisi, that Seudas Erisin is a mitzvah. And the Brisa will be going like Rabbi Yehuda, that it's Rishos. Says the Gemara, you can take it even a step further. Now that Rav Chista said... Machloikis b'seuda shnia that the machloikis is by the second suda, as Rashi explains that the minig was that after the suda of the chasana they would send presents and and to the to the kala and they would eat with her. There was a second suda, and we and we have this memra from Rav Chizda. That Rav Chizda said that the second Suda, that's a machloikis where Rabbi Yehuda says it's a rishos and Rabbi Yaisi says it's a mitzvah. Aval b'seuda rishayna, but by the Suda that takes place by the actual chasana, divrei hakoil mitzvah, everyone holds it's a mitzvah. So according to that, afilu so you could say that the Mishnah and the Brisa are both Rabbi Yehuda v'loi kasha, and it's not a stira. Ha b'seuda rishayna. Our Mishnah is talking about by the first seuda, which is a mitzvah. Ha b'seuda shniya. The Brisa is talking about the second seuda, and the second seuda is a rishos. Tanya, we learned in a Brisa, Omar Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda said, Ani loi shamati ela seudas erisin. This trip that we are making, that we say that you should only go back if you have time, otherwise you should just be mevatel beliboy, we were talking about there, we're talking about um, the Seudas Erisin, that's where I hold, Rabbi Yehuda says that it's a mitzvah, but the Sivloinois, which is what takes place by the second suuda, that's not a mitzvah. Omale Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Yaisi said to him, Anishamati suudas erevin visiv I learned that it's the suudas erosin and, and the sivloinois and the presence that are subsequent. And this is Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yaisi Lishitasab, that Rabbi Yehuda holds the second suuda is Rishus. That's the suuda that comes along with the Savloinois with the presence. And Rabbi Yaisi holds that it's a mitzvah, so that's why he says, I heard that Sudas Erosin vis Savloinois, that they're both a mitzvah. While we're talking about whether or not a chasana is a mitzvah or not, we start discussing different types of chasana. Tanya, we learned in a b'raiso, Rab Shimon Oimer. Rab Shimon said, Kol se'uda she'eino shel mitzvah, ein talmud chacham rasho'e lehanois mimena. If you would have a suda 
that's not a suudas mitzvah, a Talmud Chacham is not permitted to benefit from it. A Talmud Chacham should only eat from a suda that's a mitzvah. Kigoyin Mai, what's an example of a suda that's a mitzvah that a Talmud Chacham can feel comfortable being nana from? Omar Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan said, Kigoyin Baskoyin li Yisrael. If a Baskoyin marries a Yisrael, so the Yisrael is raising the bar by embracing the Mishpacha of Kahuna. Ubas Talmud Chacham Le'am Ha'oretz. I'm sorry, I, I misspoke. We're talking here about a type of Suda that's not a Suda's mitzvah. And that's why a Talmud Chacham is not allowed to benefit from it. So Kigoyin Mai, what's an example? Omar Rabbi Yechel Kigoyin Baskayin Le'Yisrael. If the daughter of a Kayin, this is the, the other way, the daughter of a Kayin is lowered to marrying a Yisrael. She marries out of the Kahuna. That's considered something that a Talmud Chacham should not be nehene from, should not benefit from. Another example of a Suda, a Sudas Erisin that a Talmud Chacham should not benefit from is Ubas Talmud Chacham La'am Ha'aretz is when a, the daughter of a Talmud Chacham, she grew up in the home of a Talmud Chacham and she marries an Am Ha'aretz. The Omar Rabbi Yochanan, as we find that Rabbi Yochanan said, if you have a the daughter of a Kayin that marries a Yisrael, you often find that the Shidduch doesn't go up well. The Shidduch doesn't work well. My, he, what is this? What, he, what terrible thing happens when a Bas Kayin marries a Yisrael? Omar Avchista, Oy Almona, either she becomes a widow, Oy Grusha, or she gets divorced. Oizera Einla, or she does not have children. The Masnita Tana in the Brisa it says Kaivra Oikavra Soi Oikavra Either he buries her, knows either she dies, or he or or she buries him, meaning that he dies, or she brings him to poverty. So these are examples of 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 areas where the Shidduch between these two sides, this Baskayan and Yisrael, does not work well. Frekti Gemara, really? A Yisrael shouldn't marry a Baskayan? Aini, is this true? But didn't Rabbi Yochanan say, someone who wants to become wealthy, he should attach himself to the children of Aaron, because certainly Torah and Kahuna bounds them, binds them. So, so Torah uh, uh, um, Kahuna, I'm sorry, me'ashrasan. So Kol that Torah and Kahuna together makes them wealthy. So, in other words, um, um, it seems that Rabbi Yechanan says that if a person wants to become wealthy, he should dafka attach himself to the to the uh, to the children of Aaron. So then, that means that a person should marry a Baskayin. That means that a, that a Yisrael should marry a Baskayin. Says the Gemara, loy kasha. It's not a kasha. Hobit Talmud Chacham, Hobe Ama Oretz. A Talmud Chacham is royalty. 
he's roi to marry into the family of Kahuna, but in Amha Oretz, which is someone who does not know Tyran, as we'll see in the following Sugya, and Amma Oretz is much worse than someone who doesn't know Taira, but it's someone who rejects Talmide Chachamim in the strongest way and is divorced from Taira in the strongest way, the most negative way, so that person does not have this chos to attach himself to, a, to Kahuna. The Gemara says a fascinating Maisa. Rabbi Yehoshua Nosiv Kahanta. Rabbi Yehoshua married a Kohenes. Cholash, and he became ill, he became weak. Omar, he said, in his humility, he said, That first Kayin, Aaron Akayin does not want the Adbak Bizare, that I should attach myself to his children, the Havalei that he has a son-in-law like me. So in his anivos, he, when he got ill, he blamed himself for having the hubris to attach himself to the family of Kahuna. Rav Idi Bar Oven Nosiv Kahanta. Rav Idi Bar Oven married a Kaihanes, married a woman from a family of Kaihanim, and he had Givaldiga Atzlacha with his Kindalach. Nafku they came out from him, Trey Boni Smichi, two sons who had Smicha, who were they? Rav Sheshas Braid Rav Idi, Rav Sheshas the son of Rav Idi, Rav Yeshua Braid Rav Idi, and Rav Yeshua the son of Rav Idi. So you see that it could be a powerful Maila for a Talmud Chacham to marry a Kohenes. Omar of Papa of Papa said, Eloina Sivna Kahanta, had I not married a Kohenes, I would never have become wealthy. So it seems that it seems that Rav Papa is saying that he benefited from marrying into Kahuna. Rav Kahana had a different perspective. Amar Rav Kahana, Rav Kahana said, sivna kahanta, had I not married a Kayin, loy galoi, I wouldn't have been pushed into Golos. So because Rav Kahana had to had to leave home, he had to leave his home, which was in Bavel, and go to Eretz Yisrael. So the Gemara says, Amru Leva Halamakam Taira Golis. Why are you so sad that you were went into Golis? You went to learn in a Makam Taira. So he said, Yeah, that's true, but despite that, nonetheless, inchi, I didn't go into Golis to a Makam Taira like other people because I was forced, there were circumstances that forced him into Golis. Omar Rabbi Yitzchak. Rabbi Yitzchak says, Rabbi Yitzchak now describes, and we have a few Gemaras describing the high standards of Talmidei Chachamim in terms of how they engage in the physical activity of eating. Omar Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi Yitzchak said, Kol Anybody who benefits from a voluntary suda, meaning that there's no mitzvah involved, it's just plain eating, in the end, he goes into Galos. Shenemar, as the Pasuk says, this Pasuk is in Amos and it's describing people that are completely indulgent in Inyonim Ruchnias. The Oichlim Korim Mitzayin, and they eat the fat sheep from among the sheep. The Agolim Marbek, and they eat the, um, the calves from the corral. 
Uksiv and a Pasuk subsequently says, Lochein Ato Yiglu Barash Goilim, therefore now they will be exiled with the first exiles. Similarly, the Gemara brings a Braisa. Tanu Rabbonon, we learned in a Braisa, Kol Talmud Chacham. Any Talmud Chacham, Hamarbe Seudosoy Bechol Makoim, who increases his Suda, he overeats, he is extra extravagant in his eating. Soif Machrives Beisai, in the end he destroys his home. Ume Almenes Ishtai, his wife becomes a widow, umiyasemes goizolov, and his his little birds, meaning his children, become yesoimim, v'talmudoi mishtakeach mimenu, his learning is forgotten, umachloikois rabois boisolov, and he has many machloiks and many disputes that come upon him, udvarov enom nishmoim, and his words are not accepted, umechalel shem shamayim, and by doing that, he's desecrating the name of Hashem, and not only that, but he also brings desecration V'shem Rabbi to the name of his Rebbe, V'shem Oviv, and the name of his father. V'goyrim Shem Ra Loy, and he causes that there should be a Shem Ra upon him. People call him a negative name. Ule Bonov, and to his children, Ule Bnei Bonov, and his grandchildren, at Soif Kol forever. Maihi, what is an example of these negative names that they call him? Omar Abaya, Abaya says, bar mechim tanuri. They call him the person who heats up ovens. In other words, he's always eating. Rava Omar bar market beikuvi. He's a person who's always dancing by the stores because he drinks too much and he ends up fashikr. Rav Papa Omar bar milchech pinchi. He's the person who licks plates. In other words, he licks the plate clean, which is a little bit of a of a uh, insensitive, uh, a way to eat. Reb Shmaya Omar Bar Moch Reva. It's the um, it's the it, he's a person who bends his clothing. Moch means he folds his clothing and Rava, and then he he sits down. In other words, he's like a you know he's like a shikr that just goes to sleep wherever he is because he doesn't have kayak to make it home. So these are not nice names, and this is what happens when a Talmud Chacham um, allows himself to just eat indiscriminately. Says the Gemara Tanu Rabbana, we learned in a Braisel, A person should sell everything he has. A person should put all his resources into this. The Yisa Bas Talmud Chacham, and he should marry the daughter of a Talmud Chacham. Why is that so important? Because then if he dies or he has to leave home, but if he knows his father-in-law is a Talmud Chacham, then he is convinced. He's, he's, he's sure. That his children are Talmud And he should not marry the daughter of an Amoretz. Because then 
if he dies or he goes into Gulf, so he has to leave home, Bonov Amehoritz, then his children will be Amaraksim. So in other words, the assumption is that if he dies or he has to leave home, the children will be raised by their grandfather. So if their grandfather is a Talmud Chacham, then he knows the children will steig. But if his grandfather is not learned, so then there's the concern that he's not going to see the value of Talmud Torah and will not arrange for his children to learn Torah. Tonu Rabbana, we learned in a brisa. A person should sell everything he has, v'yisa bas Talmud Chacham, to marry the daughter of a Talmud Chacham. V'yasi bitoy l'Talmud Chacham, and as well, he should marry his daughter off to a Talmud Chacham. Inveagefen are grapes of the vine, and they go together beautifully with other grapes from the vine. In other words, you can bring vines together, and it's a davar noe umiskabel, it's beautiful and it's acceptable. But Vulaisa Basa Ma'oretz, but a person should not marry the daughter of an Amaoretz, that's not like two clusters of grapes coming together, but rather mushal, that's a mushal inveya gefen be inveyasne. It's a mushal to the grapes of the vine and the grapes of the thorn bush, which has these has berries on it that are not uh, um uh, grapes. Um and that's a davar kaur. The Einoi Miskabel, I just turned it off Memtes Amadveis. That's a disgusting thing that's not acceptable. And with that, we completed Memtes Amud Aleph. You have been listening to a shear from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shearim on many topics, or to hear an Eon shear on any Dauphin Shas, including Myra McClaimus on each shear, please visit www.ShasIlluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call. 203-312-SHAS that's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org